I mean, even if you don't play Madden, Madden is one of the top five games every single year. Every, every year. single year it is. This every is a year. monstrous game. It still is, even though they just released the same game every year. Maybe, and we kind of talked about this before the podcast, maybe it's because Madden just didn't have that buzz anymore. Maybe, but uh, this one looks good, though. That's the weird thing, is that like this is maybe the best-looking Madden I've seen in a couple of years. For a Madden, we got to remember, Madden didn't do anything it's with this franchise. football fran- game, dude. I mean, like, what is it They didn't do? do anything for the, with their franchise for, like, 10 years. And now they're that QB vision. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot about the cone. Yeah, I forgot about that. that. And they're like touting this, like, oh, we're making a bunch of improvements, but they're adding stuff that was in NCAA football 14, like their scouting system and their momentum. They're like, yeah, this is all cool. We're making Madden, like, you know, it's coming. These are all new things you've been asking for. People have been asking for them because they were in your game like 10, 12 years ago. And you're people kept buying it. People kept buying it, man. Well, yeah, because people are dummies. And it was the only game in town. It's the only only, um, football game. Not anymore. Not anymore. Um, So, yeah, and, like, people that were getting their football fix, you know, there's still a big esports community with Madden. People are still making money playing Madden. So it's still, like we talked about, in a, a very popular franchise. But for some reason, EA, we just was not highlighting it today. Just, just nuts that it wasn't even like it wasn't even the pre-show. Which, by the way, let me just say another soapbox here. If you say an event starts at noon, then start it at noon. You don't start the pre-show at noon. You can start the pre-show at eleven forty-five, or you can tell me that the show starts at twelve fifteen. Nothing against the pre-show; it was fine, but it wasn't the show. Just call well, it the show. I wouldn't even know the difference. What was the pre-show? Were they just like these Andy, are games? It was Andy McNamara and um, I can't remember who he was sitting with. Um, and they were just it was basically the same thing, you know, just like it was like a hosted. They were sitting on couches. They had, you know, rolled up jeans with some like Sperry's or like Vans on. I was very focused on the wardrobes. As you would be L.A. person. As you <laughs> yeah. would. I'm a fancy boy. Yeah, I'm from the Bay Area. We focus on the content of what they're you're, saying. You're literally wearing a Golden Gate Bridge shirt right now. This is my school that I work at, actually. Oh, OK. We, gonna we're going to get sued for this logo. I probably should be suing because we like literally just flip the Golden Gate from the Golden Gate. Um, from the Warriors. Uh, Warriors. Yeah. So, but yeah, this is this is my school, the Golden Gate School. Um, wow. Nice little plug there. Yeah. No, no, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> don't go there. Stay away from my school. It's a community. All right, let's get off of this topic before yeah, it gets so even darker. Your kid goes to my school. They did something they weren't supposed to do, so. Dude, all I'm saying is, is that Madden is a massive game. It's a little weird to not have Madden and then have like a brand new. Can you call games that are published by EA an indie game? <laughs> like, I guess. Right? Like, they were, right? I don't know. What, what even is an indie game anymore? What was that world an EA game? Was, um... I call it an indie game because it just kind of looks like an indie game. Is um, uh, Joseph Ferry's It Takes Two, is that an indie game? Was no. published by EA? No. Right now we're in like this is a can of worms right now. We're through the rabbit hole. We're through the looking glass. What other metaphors can I throw out there about being in crazy times? Oh man, you just threw a wrench at me. The studio size indicate if it's a double A or triple A studio. What well, even well, I don't know. I mean, the studio itself, yeah, I guess right. Like it'd be like also why there's no single A. We just throw double A out there as a term, but there's no single A. Uh, we're not batteries, okay? <laughs> I don't know where or, the, or the minor leagues. <laughs> or the minor league baseball <laughs> of video games. I think it should go by studio size, right? But then at the same time, if you have the backing of EA as your publisher, but every indie studio is getting bought up anyway. I don't know. It's a very confusing topic. And like, yeah, is the Bridge of Spirits, is that an indie game? Yes. 
<laughs> I'm just throwing it out. Help us. Tell us what an indie what what was we consider as an indie studio. This is like a good listener poll question. Whatever. Dude, it's just funny to have like a game that I haven't really heard of that looks great. And um, I keep forgetting the name of this game. It's a dumb name. Video game names are dumb. They are dumb. so bad. Lost and random. What does that mean? That sounds like something that you would read on like a t-shirt that was like translated from another language. And what is that game um, that came out that's like that Blade Runner game (laughs) that everybody was talking about during E3? I feel like that's another game that's plagued by its terrible name. I don't know. I probably don't remember it because its name was stupid. Yeah, exactly. Just name your your games normal stuff, dude. Like just name them normal things. Like Dead Space, that's a great name. It's about dead things in space that try to eat you. I get it. I know where I'm at. Knockout City, like a little confusing. But once I know it's about dodgeball, I get it, dude. Apex Legends, terrible name. What the hell does that mean? I still don't know what it means. Yeah, so this is is my task for our listeners. We want you to email us at thedonkeykongartist at gmail.com. We want to hear the worst title that you've ever heard in a video game. That's absolutely <laughs> a title that you heard. And you're like, I'm not going to remember that. And also tell us what an indie game is. We need to know the definition of our indie studio. Sorry. We need to know a definition of the indie studio. So you know again, what makes right, our podcast great is that we give our listeners homework. Yeah. We, yeah. I'm a teacher. I'm an exactly, educator. You have to get it gets homework, but I'm still giving you homework because that's what we do is in education. We're hypocrites. So yes, the donkey artist at gmail.com. Please let us know what an indie studio is, and the worst title for a video game of all time. Yeah, and don't mention our title, which is not super great either. That first title was better, Namek yes, Versailles. Namek Versailles, those that are the real game. fans. That was pulling out the Namek Versailles times. Yeah, when we <laughs> wanted to talk about Dragon Ball Z every episode. Now that was, was a name. We worked it in like every time. And also I love going back and reading coverage uh, from when we started it and all these reporters who had to write up the Namek Versailles podcast. Because <laughs> that's when we were getting picked up. Uh, oh, yeah, I know, because we had guests back then. They were just like, oh, gosh. I, mean, I remember like talking to people about, what, what did your name come from? Like Dragon Ball Z. What is Dragon Ball Z? Ew. Nah. Nah, yeah. you don't need to know. It was very you don't need to know that. We had, um, now I'm just going down memory lane for everybody. We had uh, Phil Lamar on back when the last season of Samurai Jack was airing. And it got picked up like crazy because he said some stuff and it got taken out of context. But anyway, it was like big outlets just writing Namek versus Saiyan podcast. And yeah. then people trying to understand why that was a video game podcast. And how we were getting people like um, Phil Lamar. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I can pull guests, Eddie. That's what I do. Yeah, you have that hot face. You got that hot that hot dad bod now. You got you, you to gotta put this to use. I am yeah. dad bod. Once you get that hot dad bod, everybody wants to interview with you. They're like, oh, he's got that dad bod. Let's that's the here. secret, man. If you want to yeah. be in journalism, get that dad bod going on. Yeah. So, but what yeah. What are we talking about? Um, I want to do one podcast where we're not just on some stupid. <laughs> yeah, but like, do we really want to talk about EA games? I don't know. I thought they looked all right. Do we? Oh, all right. Let's kind of run through because it wasn't really that big of a presentation, which is maybe why it wasn't part of E three. But who the hell even knows what world we're living in right now? It started off with a uh, with Grid Grid Legends Grid three, whatever you want to call this Grid racing Legends. game. It looks awesome. Yeah, for a racing game, hell yeah. They're showing off that acquisition. They picked up Codemasters. Everybody was like a little confused by the acquisition. That looks pretty great. Frankly. Yeah, that game looks like, you know, we need a story mode in a racing game, I think. I think um, it's the right I time. I knew part. you were going to say that. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, we need, you know, we need some drama, dramatic beats in our racing games. Far for Ferrari was a very popular movie. It's you a good movie. An under and they were talking about like how it was an underdog story for a racer. So yeah, they better make this dude like a and or woman an alcoholic too. 
I want I want some drama. He drives cars. Well, yeah, but I want her to be like or him. And you know what? Make it an alcoholic woman. I want to see a damaged, very alcoholic woman who drives I want to cars. See a mayor of East Town, main character in a video game. So I want her to be just like have a bunch of trauma. Mm-hmm. You were just mean to her. You're never gonna make it. Yes, I will. And then like she loses a race or something. She goes home and drinks. You're just yeah. like, oh no, don't drink, don't drink, no. And then she drinks, and then like, whatever. I, 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 yeah, I get where you're coming from. I'm just a little concerned about the drinking being such a large aspect because her job is driving cars. So I feel like you know you're starting to blur some lines. I probably shouldn't get blurred there. Well, you know, and uh, whatever, dude. Okay, the game looks good. Codemasters, <laughs> good for them. And that F1 game that dropped uh, 2020, people loved it. I also think F1 2021 came out this month and people seem to be, seems to be highly regarded. I even thought about, I don't know anything about F1 racing. I don't know. It kind of had a moment last year at the beginning of the pandemic, like racing was the one thing that was going because you had these guys, like the real drivers playing games. Yeah. What we also had um, was drivers who started off playing video games, but they got good enough on those rigs. It simulates reality so well that some of those guys actually made the leap into driving real Formula One cars, which is bananas. Imagine like playing Madden and then lining up and Von Miller just blasting you in the face as you like trying to take an outside A gap. Well, I don't know what any of that means for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A gaps, B gaps, C gaps, fill them all up. Yeah. Um, Did you play football? Were you just working out like during the summer? I can't remember if you actually played on the football team. I didn't play. I sat on the sideline and ate Skittles while everybody played. Like, well, good call because I cracked my leg in half. So yeah, yeah. That, I, I played after the year. I should have never quit quit soccer, but I, I quit soccer to play football because there is a lady who was like, "Hey, go play football so I can wear your jersey." So is that really why you started playing football? I didn't think so. Yeah, right. and all my friends were playing football, so it's acceptable. Yeah, I was that was make funny, but no, I would do it. The worst decision of my life. But yeah. Uh, you didn't break your leg. Yeah, I didn't. Well, you can't break anything when you don't play. Oh, you I can, hit, but. I think I got hit once and I was like, no one told me about this. Somebody could have like pushed somebody out of bounds and they could have like rolled into you or something or like walking. There was like that steep walk down to the field. Like you could have broken it there. Uh, well, they put me on kick return and Paul Vasallo hit me so hard that I like flew back 20 feet. So Paul Vasallo call out on the podcast. Yeah. So Paul was very big with like 20 of me. So and he used to throw me around like a rag doll. So he couldn't wait to hit me. So yeah. that that guy hit me like that grown man at age fourteen hit me like thirty yards. So a little racist actually. When I'm thinking back on it, no, nah, it wasn't. He was he, he was trying to take put me back to the soccer field. Like take your get your ass out of here, little man. That's more racist. You a you a hundred pound dude. What are you doing out here? Get out of here. All right, we had the racing game. It looked amazing. I just want to talk about the visuals in this game because they're mind blowing. I genuinely, I've had this a couple times too. There was that Lost Judgment game. Last Judgment again, bad name. Um, and the graphics were so good that they blew my mind. I could not tell if I was watching live action or not. Lost Judgment. Yeah, you didn't think that looked amazing? Like that opening? It looked okay. I don't think it was like, it didn't look as good. But F1, these were actual. These are unbelievable. These are real people though, right? Well, I so okay. For the fact that you're asking that question says how good they are. It's like interspliced. There was live action of like interviews with like the actors and then it would go to like the like pre-rendered. But it looked I amazing. I like that. It looked yeah. real, real good. I like that. That's like an FMV game almost. I like that. Dude, those like, are back too. Sam... Oh my god! Now I'm forgetting his name. Sam Barlow. He did uh, "Telling Lies" last year oh, with like Logan yeah. Marshall Green, Angela Sarah Rifen. That guy likes to talk. Her story was fantastic on PC. I played that in the evening. That was a great FMV game. Oh, it sounds like Need for Speed did it. 
with the incorporation of and back in 2014 with the live action, but they probably didn't have they probably didn't look this good. Um, this looks amazing. I like I I'm not a big racing game fan, but I would pick this up for sure. I would too, just because story mode. Um, so I wonder if it's going to be like some RPG elements, like you do well, and then you can add some points to your. I wonder if you're going to be game. Probably. I'm, I want I'm, like I want like sad moments where like you're sitting alone in your house and you like press F to like drink vodka out of a bottle. That goes along with the drinking, right? You, you yeah, know, no, I'm, I'm sold now. I was on the fence at first, and now you, you I'm t- I sold it, huh? Yeah, yeah. you yeah, should work. I'm saying, man, you should be in marketing. Yeah, I'm. I'm telling you, I can come up with a good game name. Well, just abandon those game. kids. Abandon those kids. That's all. Yeah, I'm saying. I, that's what I need. But yeah, a Grid Legends is a good name. That's a good name. Yeah, I know what we're talking about. You got the original we're on the grid. Yeah, it probably makes sense. Kind of alludes to your story mode. Good name. Yeah, Good not name. the best oh, name Masters. was Lost and Random, which I think looks pretty fun and pretty cool. It's sort of like if Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland was a video game. Oh um, <laughs> no, well, we did have a Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland video game. God, I hope that's not true. No, it is. I don't think it was Tim Burton, but a lot of people I saw were saying that, oh, this is reminding me of that Alice in Wonderland video game that came out. Like, is that a moving tie-in? What was that game called? Um, Alice in Wonderland. It probably it had some was, crazy name that didn't make any sense. It, was it Alice in Wonderland or was it? I I can't remember, um, but I know it was like a game based on Alice in Wonderland, and like that Tim Burton art style was used predominantly in that game. Uh, so what time period was this? Like 2012, 2011? Yeah, so it was called Alice Madness okay. Return. I'm just trying to line it up with you doing psychedelic drugs, and I'm wondering if you're not remembering this correctly. And like you were sitting there playing solitaire on your phone, and it was, <laughs> and I thought it was Alice in that. Alice like, oh man, this is crazy, yeah. dude. That could, yeah, I, it was a bloody Alice game. That's what I remember. It was like, and it oh. came out during a weird time. Yeah, actually, I kind of. And Alice was that. like running around with like bloody knives, and it was really dark, and it was like had kind of like that Pan's Labyrinth type feel to it. Yes, no, I kind of remember what you're talking about. So um, yeah, a lot of people were saying that this game was in the same vein of that game. Um, it looked good. It looked cool. It does. It reminds me a lot of uh, Little Nightmares, which are stupendous, stupendous games. And funnily, also from a Swedish studio, um, this one from Zoink, which is a freaking Zoink. amazing name for a studio. Uh, that's coming out on September 10th. It looks great. It's like, it's just dark enough that I feel, well, this doesn't really matter. I'm playing Ratchet and Clank right now. Like you can be an adult and play childish games um, or games made for geared for children. But it's like, it, it sort of bridges that gap between being like a child's platformer and being like an adult, um, like kind of edgier type of game you know it yeah and it's like and it's card based right so it's mm-hmm. card based it looks like a little bit i don't know if you ever played dicey dungeons that was a really fun game that i picked up on steam um so it seems like it's alluding to uh dicey dungeons and that old alice madness game which was also published by ea so alice madness alice madness Returns, alice madness 2011 by spicy horse studio spicy horse. spicy horse <laughs> yeah clap clap that's what I like, some spicy oh, horses. Yeah, give me a sugar cube. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, but yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Uh, but yeah, so Alice Madness, The Return to Darkness. What's the, what's the title of this game? I don't know. Who cares? We're talking about a 10-year-old game. Uh, Lost and Random look good. Then we got two. Lost and Random, thank you. I... Yeah. Yeah. It looks fun. I, I'm into it. We got two updates, obviously, from like the games that EA is making a lot of money on right now with Apex Legends and the Knockout City. Uh, Knockout City, I don't really, uh, did you hear anyone talking about Knockout City? It's fun. Knockout City is super fun. It I is, play. but I, do you play it a lot? 
I was. I was playing it a lot, and then all these other games came out. But it seems like they're. I think the community's still going strong. I'm surprised. They wouldn't have. They wouldn't be putting this out if it wasn't strong. No, you're right. I'm just. I remember when it was announced, and we did like press previews. This is back like in January or whenever it was. Um, and I thought it was a fun game, but I just like I didn't think it had any legs to it, and I was surprised to see it have such dedicated time at this. So maybe it does have a more engaged audience because you don't hear about Fall Guys that much anymore. No, you don't hear about Fall Guys, but Fall Guys was, I don't know, uh, it was a great idea, but I don't think they did enough to really support it after it was released. Yeah, you need to keep that iron hot. Like, you as have to. Possible, yeah. I think, you know, Fortnite kind of showed you that you have to update the game at least every six months if you want people to be interested in it. Yeah. Um, the thing I will say about Knockout City is that it's a very interesting and good premise behind the uh, multiplayer, and it's a new type of multiplayer game. Whereas, you know, Apex is essentially a first-person shooter. There's nothing different about Apex, besides that it controls really well. And it's a respawn game, and respawn does not miss when when it comes to first-person shooter games. But uh, Dodgeball City, Knockout City, I don't think there's another game like Dodgeball City. I'm going to call it that from now on. Um, Uh, Fine, coined. Yeah, but I don't think there's another game like Knockout City where you get, you know, you have a couple opportunities to get hit. There's different types of throws that you can use. Mm-hmm. The amount of customization options in the game, um, it's it's on it's on the Xbox Game Pass. So I feel like a lot of people are jumping in on there. That's probably also why it's so popular. They also did that thing where they gave you two free weeks of it, and then if you purchased it, it was it was very cheap. So I feel like a yeah. lot of people jumped on there. So the way they rolled out this game is genius, and I don't think we talked about it. But like that two free weeks was so smart to me. That, that like, I mean, that shows you the the benefit of having EA as a publisher. You know, yeah. like for as much crap as people like to shovel on EA, they've been around forever, and they are, you know, there's a reason why they're one of the top companies. And yeah. it's things like that. They know how to they know how to strike when the iron's hot, and they know how to get a lot of legs out of things that you think might not have the legs that they do. Because even Apex, while it's not the Fortnite killer that it was kind of originally like oh is this the one that's finally going to do it it's definitely not but it is still a legit fan base it's a contender right it's you know it's not a it's not gonna i don't think they're these are fortnite killers anymore i don't think anything's gonna kill fortnite i think you know you're just gonna have these other games that are gonna pick up a core audience and i think apex was strong enough that it picked up a core audience that stuck with it um and yeah again the rollout of that game i mean just wasn't even rollout it's just bam here it is and that's why it that's such a smart move because everyone's talking about this thing. Like how did this crazy polished game just get dropped out of nowhere? Well, and then people are asking like, why doesn't EA focus on their first person games or one, one player games anymore? It's because like, if you can make apex and you can be successful with it, and then you make a knockout city that hits 6,000 all time peak player base on steam and then hit 5 million total players in June. And this is what three months after it's release. And it still has 5 million players. Yeah. Like, why would you make a single-player game if you're so good at making multiplayer games? But when we did get a single-player game from the same studio that made Apex Legends, by the way, we had that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order the same year that Apex came out. So, I mean... Mm-hmm. And it did well. It did, yeah. And well, it's a good game. Yeah, yeah. It, did. it did. Respawn's just on top of their stuff. They're I, solid. Yeah, yeah, they're just it, solid... Respawn. They've never released anything bad. I think Titanfall 2 is regarded as one of the best first-person shooters. Yeah, the funny thing is, is that people love that game so much that they're pissed off about Apex Legends existing I, yeah. because it's taking the dev team away well, from making Titanfall. You should have played Titanfall 2. You should have bought thing. Titanfall yeah. 2. Yeah, like you should have told your friend. You should have bought your friend's... Um, you you should have bought your friend's... your friend's debit card. 
bought two copies of Titanfall and then smacked them in the head for being so stupid. For not buying it. Yeah. Yeah. And then just throw it away. Throw it away in front of them. You don't even have to give it to them. Yeah, who cares? Throw it in the river. You already put the money into it. Beavers will make dams out of it. Yeah. They will. Beavers are resourceful. It's what they do. That's true. And it looks like Respawn put a posting up for a new single-player game. Brand new single-player game in a unique universe. So we might be getting some more... Uh, another respawn first person not first person shooter sorry one player game yeah i don't mean single player game sorry maybe who knows with stuff like that i feel like people are always reporting on like job postings and they often first stuff it could be like 10 years down the line that they're making games like who knows but yeah you're right respawn's great that's not right producer makes a good point says um can you cannibalize your own games with so many live service multiplayer games I, i think if you have a diversity like they have um, yeah, if you're a massive public. don't make another apex i think they can do a five-on-five shooter to compete with overwatch i think they can they still have that because ubisoft's doing one um i think five-on-five shooters in my opinion are going to be the wave of the next multiplayer i think multi i think um big sam really interesting i i think five-on-five is the way that most people are going to go in the future just to um, cut across like what we've been seeing with the battle royale for so long. Yeah. It was like, how big can we get these? And now people want to get back to smaller. I think characters are really popular. I think people like playing characters. Yeah. I think people like buying those skins for their characters. So I think th- we're going to see more of that. Do you think Halo is going to make a big impact on that? I mean, I when you go back to classic Halo multiplayer, which is like the gold standard upon which a lot of this was built anyway, you know? Do you I just think? don't think we're going to get new games in the same vein as Call of Duties and Halo's um i think they you, in order to make a new first person shooter i think you're gonna have to have some type of hook in it that's different than just dropping 32 people into a sandbox and have them shoot each other yeah unless you can unless that game feels extremely good um like the, i mean, I mean like in controls wise no, i know what you mean i don't know i don't know you know, it's really interesting what you just said because it shows like a generational divide maybe or maybe just me personally. I like first-person shooters are fine. Like I enjoyed it. I played Warzone like a lot mostly because at the beginning of the pandemic, it was like a good social thing to be able to do with coworkers and friends. Um, I've always thought like the character-driven ones like Overwatch and Apex, I don't give a crap. I don't care like about the characters. Like I don't care about the lore built into these things. Like I don't care. Yeah, Which yeah, is funny because well, I know. Yeah, I know. See, that's the thing. And if I was, and it clearly is the case. Because then you have like a personal connection. Right. And that's so much what the success in gaming nowadays is, is that if you need to make a personal connection with your fans, they need to feel like invested and like they're building something and that, you know, like I identify with this character in a way that was not the case when I was a kid. You know, so many of my favorite game characters are either like, like a cartoon, you know, like Sonic or like Mario even, or somebody without a face, like Samus and like Halo, Halo, maybe Master Chief, um, you know, the protagonist for the Grand Theft Auto that I grew up with with Grand Theft Auto 3, like, didn't even talk. Yeah. You know, it was like, that was like a common thing, too, is that your protagonist didn't talk. Didn't talk, yeah. yeah. Through the good old days. The yeah, it <laughs> yeah, was much simpler back then. Right, where my protagonist didn't have his own, or her own, well, let's be real, his own yeah. um, type of personality. I could just mold the personality the, how I wanted it. Yeah. Um, and like how you say your favorite characters are like that. My favorite characters are the characters that you got to customize. Like Jack Shepard is my favorite character. Oh, yeah. Jack, Jack, Jack and Jane Shepard is my favorite character because it was shaped around your choices. Right. Um, so, yeah. And, I, you know, and I think you may put up a good point because I think when people are investing in their own player character, that's what keeps them coming back. I, I want to call out Hunt Showdown because I think Hunt Showdown did a really cool thing with um, their model around that same character you had that same if your character died you had to start with a whole new character 
So, and it was a, um, I think it was a, a battle royale type where you had objectives that you had. Right. So a lot of people, like if their character was about to die, they would leave the game early because you can carry that character them, yeah. into a different, I think that's cool. So I would like to see more of that. Um, I just think that there's stuff you can play with there you know like i think we're at a cusp right now where people are trying stuff out which is exciting and like cool to see yeah um but yeah it's, it's sort of just seeing like what connects with the audience and then what can you kind of do to like make this a little bit different here because i think in terms of gameplay a lot of these games are super solid like in terms of like the way they feel the way they like perform like they've gotten a lot of these down and there are some legitimate contenders like i, I think it comes down to feel like certain people feel fortnite like controls better i think apex legends controls phenomenally it's really good i really like to feel a war zone um but i'm not like you know i'm not a competitive gamer but i think that only takes you so far because that's just personal preference for those types of things these other things are what you're going to get like the 12 year olds to come back for and like grow up with these games well look at fortnite fortnite is um you know you and i aren't big fortnite fans but the way that they are dropping in all these player skin and a lot of these player characters that they're dropping into these games aren't relevant to these kids that are playing yeah um yeah man like they care about boba fett no absolutely not uh well unless you have like this new generation getting on the mandalorian sure maybe he's the word so do they care about the terminator or no that's a great point um and like i don't think they care about characters like that and like star wars isn't popular with younger generations honestly the new movies are not the best (laughs) say what you want to say last Jedi was a masterpiece (laughs) but yeah um, the worst movie i've ever seen masterpiece um the Jedi or the Catholic religion, sorry. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that, you know, Fortnite, a lot of games are following in that same vein um, with just giving you player characters. And I think Overwatch, that five on five, I just I just don't see, I don't see us getting into, besides Halo, because I think Halo is going to go back to their vein because that's what people want to see. Because mm-hmm. And remember, Halo tried to do something different with Halo 5 and people were like, no! Like people were freaked. <laughs> out they were like halo's ruined ah, ah. so um weird that they overreacted like that no, normally no, that, that group of people so <laughs> level-headed and but yeah so they're going back but i think if you're coming out with something new like you said it it, it has to do something that's going to attract new players or you're just not going to you got to pull kids away from fortnite you got to pull kids away from apex now like yeah. you got to pull people away from these games that they've been putting years into almost. So it's a it's a different it's a different people time built careers game. around these games like legit and made like millions of dollars like way more than I've ever made. Well, look at the Overwatch. Um, they got rid of tanks and they it's six on six, right? This Overwatch two, people were livid uh, about that. Yeah, because it throws like a wrench into this career you built, like an infrastructure that you built mm-hmm. around yourself. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know. I think we're in a weird time for first-person shooter multiplayer games. I think it's going to be we're, we're going to see more games like Knockout City, and we're going to yeah. see more games like Splatoon, which is the best multiplayer experience out. Um, we're in a weird time just in general across all of games, and actually kind of lends itself into the next point. Um, Dead Space is getting a remake, which everybody already knew before this even happened because it was leaked a whole bunch. Did um, it leak or were people just like did it leak or were people just like so on it, their speculation that they're like it, it's gonna happen? It like it leaked. We, people knew. Okay. Basically, like okay. the short answer to that question. So we knew that that game was coming, and it's still exciting because Dead Space is awesome, though it scared the crap out of me. I never actually finished it. I know. Um, it. It's a great game from what I from what I was able to get through. But anyway, regardless, even if I had never played it, I it's people love that game and we're really excited for that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. The thing is, we're getting tons of remakes. 
fine. I think games lend themselves to remakes in a really good way. We're getting tons of director's cuts now. That's like the new thing. We're just, we're now, I talk about this all the time, but there's like such a Hollywoodification of video games right now. Like it's just doing the same thing, man. Like we're going to get lots of remakes. We're going to get like director's cuts or like incremental releases of different things like Final Fantasy VII. Thanks, Snyder. Dude, like this is what reality is now. And I don't even necessarily think it's a bad thing. If the product is good, then I don't care. Like the Resident Evil remakes were freaking fantastic. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII remake was pretty good. Like, I don't know, but that's where we are. It's Can you weird... bring up your excellent point that our producer also made that you made before the podcast is like, it's weird for them to close this studio, to have them like have Dude, them do a yeah. remake. Like that's like someone firing me and then like having me come back and like training the new person. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Like, well, okay. So they make this game when in Dead, Dead Space released in 2009, I want to say. Oh, Am I wrong? 2008, the first Dead Space? I had a girlfriend then. Oh. Wow, so you know it was a long time a ago. A long time ago. Yeah, 2008. Oh, my goodness. The first Dead Space was 2008. And it was released... Um, I still uh, believe in a bunch of stuff then. I still believe in love then. Yeah, you had a soul. You were like, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. It was uh, released by Visceral Games, right? And it was published in the franchises owned by EA. The game did well. It got a sequel a couple years later, and then they just shuttered the studio in 2017. Uh, is so that never... when they were saying? Is that when EA was also saying that no one plays multiplayer games anymore? Is that when that was happening? I think that was around the same time. Probably around the same time. And the creative behind Dead Space had left a while ago, notably Glenn Schofield, who went and founded Sledgehammer, which made awesome Call of Duty games like the World War II Call of Duty game from a couple years ago, and now is making. And so this is the funny thing. So they shut down the studio that made this game shelved the game which is really successful and that people love so this guy goes launches his own studio now which is striking distance and their first project is called callisto protocol which was shown just a couple months ago and looks like the spiritual successor to dead space and then what two months later we have the announcement that they're remaking dead space yay being yay it's just it's craziness yeah like kind of Stepping all over him and even, yeah, because what that Callisto Protocol trailer was released in E3, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, we can confirm that. But regardless, it's just hilarious to think that we might now live in a world where the remake of the game that is getting the spiritual <laughs> successor outsells like the game that was supposed to be the spiritual successor for it. And I bet you that's what's going to happen because it has the name recognition. Dead Space, the remake, will probably end up outselling Callisto Protocol. I hope that's not the case because uh, Callisto Protocol looks freaking rad. Um, but I think that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. And the EA single player games quote was in 2011. So it was like a couple years after that. A couple years before. Yeah. Because yeah, they closed. shut down Visceral in 2017. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But those things die really slow deaths. Like it takes a while. I mean, there was a Dead Space 3 that was not on the same level of it. But this used to be, this was like a real contender of like, this is the new like big franchise. You know, Dead Space was big and different and like so visceral and hardcore like it made like resident evil games especially at the time look like peter pan stuff yeah dead space was like it was the first and i could be wrong it was the first game that gave us memes right because that like wasn't not the i wouldn't say first game that gave us like memes but it was like the first game that kind of leaned into that eyeball thing i saw i would see a bunch of like jokes you know yeah. what the captions written on that picture of that thing going into the dude's eyeball spoilers um 
and yeah, I, I feel like that was like the first time you really saw people. Um, you saw a moment in a video game that not everyone played, but everyone knew about. If that yeah, makes yeah. sense, right? Because um, I I never played Dead Space, but I know that makes sense too. Because that was at the ed- advent of uh, social media. You know, yeah. like two thousand eight is when things were really starting to like pick up in the way that they were going to be. Because Twitter was like podcasts were starting to pop off then, yeah. and I I just remember everybody that was makes saying, sense. Like, Man, there's this part in this game. That is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And, it, and they were like spot on. I'm not making fun of anyone that said that because when I saw it, when I looked at that, that video, game is I was like, oh, oh, why would anyone <laughs> want to play this? Um, but yeah, that, Dead Space is coming back. Yeah. And it's adding new stuff. There's a lot of new stuff in the Dead Space remake. My daughter's very excited about it. Now she often is. Um, it, it's cool, man. Like, I'm glad that the remake in Dead Space is just a hilarious path to this game coming back. And it's a being like remake. It's like a. Oh, totally different. Yeah. Yeah, it is a complete reimagining, sort of like Final Fantasy VII, which I liked. So I find that almost more insulting, you know, that like you close the studio, salt of the earth, and then when you remake the game, you're gonna like really remake it. You're not. Oh, just, this like, is the, the same game. This is the this is the yeah, version exactly. you always wanted. Yeah, you screwed it up the first time. Yeah, that, that Glenn guy. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a very like, nice guy. He's been on the podcast. He has so, a friend of the yeah. podcast, Glenn Schofield. Um, and also just like an fu to his new project. With Callisto Protocol, be like, oh, you want to make like a pretty much the same game? And I'm sure this a new is, one. I'm sure this has been, you know, in the development. It's not like they didn't know. They yeah, known. but I just feel like they kind of maybe pushed up the announcement a little bit after seeing Callisto Protocol, especially Emily. seeing the amount of. Because I think Callisto Protocol was received very well during E3. I, thought, I saw a lot of people. Yeah, it looks stupendous. It. Um, it was on a lot of like most anticipated E3 game lists that um, that were written by different freelancers and reporters that are still employed with certain companies. But yeah, um, I, I just, yeah, horror games. Cool. It's just a weird path that it took. Um, one thing that we kind of hit on earlier and I did want to talk about because we have for a very long time been a show that kind of craps on Xbox um, and Xbox is kind of coming into its own. And to be fair, we sort of crapped on Xbox, but we always said they were biding their time and laying out their pieces and that eventually it was going to start tipping in Xbox's favor. And that has finally happened because last week, according to the MPD group and their report of sales, uh, Xbox was the highest in dollar sales of all the consoles, of all the hardware. Xbox was number one and it topped Sony for the first time in like four years. That's a pretty notable accomplishment for Xbox. And it speaks to uh, the PS5 and what's on it, you know? PS5 is looking kind of trash. Um, I mean, I like Wretched Clank is great, and I'm playing it right now, and I'm loving it. It's fantastic. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, like, what really are you doing with your PS5? And Place, most people still don't have one. PlayStation really underestimated. Um, I think the Game Pass, there might, uh, I, I think there's people are saying that I know I saw a lot, like, there's not a lot of PS5s available. I'm. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I got to look more into that to see like if there are more Xboxes available than PlayStation 5s. It seems like they're both limited, though. It seems like it's hard to get both of them. Um, yeah, I want to use that as like an excuse for one selling over the other one. Like they both have that issue. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think Game Pass is just selling a lot more. And I will say this. The PS5 controller is cool. The haptic feedback is cool. But that controller feels like shit in my hands. That controller is too big. It's too big. 
I don't um, mind it. I wish that there was more games that took advantage of what it can do because Astro's Playroom is still to this day the only thing on there that shows you what you can actually I, do with this controller. Ratchet, I think, utilizes it very well and like the types of shooting. Um, like you can either like hold it down, trigger, yeah, 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 or hold it all the way down. I think Returnal does it in a way that they kind of mess with the triggers. Um, I saw Phil Spencer said somewhere along the lines that he would be interested in adding those type of haptic feedback to the Xbox controller. The Xbox controller just feels really good right now. And I think it's the, basically the same controller. It yeah. is. And it's small. And I think the PlayStation four controller was good. I like, I love the feel of that controller because it was smaller, but this PS five controller feels like a damn brick in my hand. dude. Sorry. Like, isn't this hilarious that the company that started off with probably the largest controller in the history of video games has now gotten to a place where we're talking about its competitor having a bigger controller. Yeah. That controller was like, was like this was like a steering wheel. Yeah. That controller was so big. It was like an old school cell phone. Um, yeah. They like used it to demolish old buildings. There were some murders that were carried out using that controller. For that's, sure. Like that controller gave so many young people arthritis at like the age of 10 Oh, yeah. Um, because that thing was just like, I'm playing a game. Um, you know, in Braveheart, like when they ride down that hill and they're spinning things over their head, they were actually using Xbox controllers. It's a little known fact about this filming in that movie. My Xbox controller takes up half of my space in my um at my like because I have my home set up where I have yeah. all my old school games. Like my Xbox takes up a whole sh- my Xbox controller takes up a whole shelf. Yeah, I think if you if you wanted to rent out space in an Xbox controller in the Bay Area, it would probably run you like three grand a month. I would say. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Xbox controllers can fit in most of the places in New York and the Bay Area. Oh yeah, half your family can live in an Xbox yeah. controller for sure. Yeah, man, that controller sucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the PS5 controller does not feel good. Um, to the point where I am playing my Xbox a lot more because you it, a little, it feels better. Were you surprised or did you expect this to happen? That it would outsell? I would sales, by the, way, the, the Switch was still the best in terms of like units sold, but the Switch is the Switch. Of course. Um, I, you know, and we were, we talked about this alluded to, if you want to hear us talk about this and you want to prove that we're not bullshitting, like we would all, I would say all the time that, you know, Xbox is struggling right now, but they're the ones listening to the feedback of their customers. Yeah. Um, so, and Xbox released, uh, two really good games this week with Chris Tales on Xbox pass that you can pick up for free. Well, not for free. If you're paying for Xbox pa- game pass, you can pick it up and death door, which is a phenomenal game that I People are going crazy about that game. I am surprised that the switch did not pick this game up because it's it a seems like switch something, game. It seems like something that would be on the switch. I was very yeah. disappointed to learn that it was not on the switch. And it is one of those games that's like in the old school vein of those Legend of Zelda games where it just kind of drops you in. You have to explore. Um, doesn't really explain much. The world kind of opens up to you as you, you know, go deeper into the game. And it is, mm. it's a phenomenal game. Um, and so, it's pseudo free. It's kind of it's free. Pseudo, it's kind of free. Um, same free, like a Netflix game. So yeah. Um, I think Xbox is doing well because like I said, it's listening to people, it's catering to its fans and Sony's kind of like, why, why yeah. do we listen to you guys? Like, look at what, look at our games that we have coming out sometime. We have games, they're coming. We're not going to tell you when, but they're coming. Why? And they're going to sell and they're going to sell really well. And it might, I just feel like it's too early to tell. I feel like Xbox is going to have a good cycle, but I do wonder if it's just going to be like a PS3 thing where everybody thought the PS3 actually didn't do as good as the Xbox 360. But when you go back and look at the numbers, the PS3 outsold the Xbox 360. Right? Yeah. It's crazy. People don't remember, but it did. Yeah, it did because the Xbox 360 didn't gain, like, didn't catch fire until like the end, though. 
um, to the end of his cycle. So um, I think this might be, and you know, it might just be one of those things where there's not a lot to play on the PlayStation. We were sitting here thinking, we were asking ourselves is Returnal and Ratchet and Clank system sellers. Obviously they're not. Well, and then again, you know, it's hard to get one right now. Um, I don't think they are anyway. You know, they're just, they're not. I think Ratchet and Clank is great. I do not think it's a system seller. I think it is. You might be right. I don't know. It's hard to say. I think it's really stupendous. I'm like playing it right now. I think it's fantastic and I can't speak highly enough of it, but I don't know if I didn't have one, if it would be the game that would give it. It's not got a war. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, if I saw someone playing Ratchet and Clank, would I like be breaking down doors to try to get a um, PlayStation Five right now? But then, like, you can say the same thing about Xbox. But yeah. Xbox has Game Pass. But there's so many games on Xbox. I just think the sheer weight of how big their library is is what's selling that right now. And it's I, not any one game. And do you think this has anything to do with E3? Do you think Xbox had such a good slate of games that are going to uh, release in the next six months? That's what pushed a lot of people to go. That it bumped it in June. Xbox, yeah. I don't know. That's a great question. That just really speaks. Yeah, Flight to Simulator me. coming out next month. I mean, you know, yeah. I don't think that's going to get a bunch of people excited yeah, about. That game looks great. But um, you have the Ascent coming at the end of the month. You have Psychonauts two coming. You have Halo coming at this year. They yeah, actually yeah. said it's coming in this year, whereas PlayStation is kind of like. Horizon and the God of War. We don't, we don't know. We don't know. So, like, maybe those two come out this year. I mean, like, PlayStation's like, yeah, we don't have any games coming out, but we'll give you a bunch of director's cuts. Yeah, and buy our stuff again. Buy the same game again. You yeah, can buy you the wanna, same game again. Buy Ghost of Tsushima. Again. Get one island, yeah. With the one island that alludes to Jin being captured again. Because if you if you Jin. if you like Jin getting captured in Ghost for three times, he's oh boy. captured again. So I, I'm not gonna lie, I think that DLC looks good. I'm excited for it. I see. I think everybody is, but again, like, would I buy a PS5 for it? The thing is, is, the people who are gonna buy these consoles, we're gonna buy them anyway, right? Yeah. Like we're talking about like the people who are not already endemic gamers here. And if you're looking at it, like if you're gonna buy one or the other, I don't know. I guess I'd be leaning more towards the Xbox at this point. I, well, E3 it did a good job because especially when all those games are like coming to Game Pass, and you just gotta you can get a three month Game Pass, so that's three months of free gaming. It's just it's the best offering that there is right now. It's, yeah, and we talk about this all the time. We sound like broken records, but we had the highlight because like you said, we shown Xbox for so long. Like yeah. good for them. Good for them. Like, good job. Good job, Phil. They have a really <laughs> applaud, Phil. From, from, from here, the yeah. Very popular Donkey Kong artist podcast. We approve of what you're doing, <laughs> my friend. Good yeah, you're going to get that DCA bump, dude. Yeah, come to the Donkey Kong artist podcast and talk to us. Yeah. Um, hey, yeah. you're welcome anytime, Phil. Yeah. So, but I'm, you know, we don't want to dwell on it because we're going to sound like broken records, but I think it's, it should be highlighted because Xbox, they did a lot to get to this point. Yeah. And they should be I, proud. They're coming to fruition. It's an interesting time in gaming. Who knows? Uh, because my daughter is losing her mind right now, uh, and we're coming up on time, I think that might be the end of this week's podcast. But that doesn't mean we're going anywhere because we're all over the interwebs. And if you guys want to find us, we're pretty easy to find, and we're very interactive. So uh, reach out to us. Say hi. Let us know. And if you like the podcast, share the podcast. Yeah. Share the podcast, please. We're begging. We're on our knees begging you. <laughs> As you can tell by our inflection and our voices, we are, we are very and concerned about like you sharing. Um, but we have, day, we have day jobs. We're fine. We just want a more interactive audience. We want to know what you, you all are thinking. So if you want to let us know of anything, you can write to us at the 
donkeyconartist at gmail.com. The donkeyconartist at gmail.com. You should know how to spell Donkey Con if you play video games. If you do, it's Donkey Con as in con mm-hmm. artist O-N. at Kong. And then our website is up, but it's not working. So we have it a website. Be, no, we're not lying to you. We have a website that it we're exists. Like it's there. Like yeah. not bullshitting. But like get off our backs, okay? It'll be yeah. up there when it's up there. We're giving you free entertainment, people. Yeah, uh, you can also find us on Twitter, and that's really easy to find. Yeah, follow us on Twitter on too. Yeah, yeah, yell at us on Twitter. But yeah, um, if you're old over thirty, you can email us. If you're between the ages of twenty and forty-five, you can find us on Twitter. And if you're younger than that, I post TikTok dance videos all the time. He does in his shirt yeah. and no yep. shirt. Sorry, yeah, no, no, no there's no shirts. None and of my no house. hats and now those TikTok videos. Oh, no, you're either. getting everything. Dude. You're getting that mm. full passion on the express. Yeah, yeah baby. Uh, I'm gonna stop this right now because it's making me uncomfortable. Thank you very much, very much. Not me. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. And then we'll do the after dark. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next Friday. Woo, we love you every Friday morning. You can catch up with Hey, oh. Yeah. Fade away.